Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. Today, we're talking about little bites of bravery, throwing yourself forward. November is a set of three episodes. We're calling them 15-minute life hacks, the November nudges. Each one of these episodes this month is a quick reminder of a life tool to inspire and help you connect to the world around you as you're creating your best life story. And Jessica Burel is with me again, co-hosting for the third one <laughs> this month. Welcome. Well, thanks for having me. Third time's the charm, Lori. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Jess is from Jess. What's the name of your company? Yes. Amplifier Vision. Um, at Amplifier Vision all over the place. You do coaching of teams and... Yeah, I coach teams. We um, support clients with client attraction strategy and launch management, all the things. With yeah. this, I'm sure you're dealing with fear all the time, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting. I'm dealing with it. My team does, my clients do. It's It's the thing that stops us from our vision, truly. Yep, so stay with us for this quickie. What is bravery? Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment, and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story Power serves you best when you know how to use it. What is bravery? It is the quality or state of having or showing mental or moral strengths to face danger, fear, or difficulty. I first heard the saying, Little Bites of Bravery from Lady Gaga on her interview with Oprah. Back in May, it was on the Your Life and Focus tour that Oprah did. And I guess that Lady Gaga started, well, she started the Born This Way Foundation, which is a foundation to support mental health. And she started the phrase, or they encourage others with what's called Little Bites of Bravery. And Lady Gaga said, quote, just to be a little braver every day not just to be, just be a little braver every day. <laughs> if you feel like you can't do something, just go take a little bite of bravery. I promise you, before you know it, you're taking a big old bite, unquote. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I learned that, well, do you remember Nelson Mandela, right? That's one of my favorite quotes. He said, quote, mm -hmm. I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. Uh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I have like 20 things I want to say. The number one thing I want to say is that we get under this misconception that our fear will go away or will we people who are up to big things and creative in their life aren't afraid. And in my experience, that is just not true. The truth is that they're, they are fearful. They have the fear. And they also have the courage and the boldness and they take those steps in their life. So it's really that point lands and it's not about not having fear. And if we're waiting around for the fear to go away, we're going to just be waiting around forever. Well, you know, the, the, the whole idea when you have a big job to do that, you, you know, you're going to eat an elephant. You take one little yeah. bite at a time. 
right? Exactly. And because yeah. fear is a really big part of being human, there's no reason totally. to be ashamed of it or to no. to not admit it or to feel like you can't. I mean, that's got to be there. That's where courage comes from. That's where bravery comes from. So you feel the fear and you move forward anyway. Yeah. And it's going to pop up in all kinds of ways. Self-preservation looks like I don't want to be made fun of if I'm like public speaking. What are people going to think of me? You know, I mean, fear pops up everywhere, right? Absolutely. There's Do you have some fear. stories in your coaching of people who have overcome fear? Yeah, what I would say, the one one a little bit gaga but one thing I do say often is just be brave for 10 seconds. Just step into courage for 10 seconds. Like what would 10 seconds of courage look like? Um, and I typically have that coaching with my clients. They're looking on getting more visibility in their business and they don't want to do a podcast or they don't want to do a Facebook live. And I'm like, just jump on for 10 seconds. Once you can get through that initial <laughs> shock, <laughs> then you'll be fine. You just, it's like the 10 seconds required to do the thing, to show up for it and then go through it. Um, I think that, you know, asking questions, this is one thing I will say that I'm really clear about, and they've done studies on it is women, especially when they're in, you know, higher levels of like law school or business school, or, you know, doctoral, like going to get their PhD, women are not as likely to raise their hand because they don't feel confident they're they think they're asking dumb questions which is you know we can look and say that's ridiculous you're in, you're in law school and at the same time that's the pervasive thought is like who am i or i'm not smart enough and if they just had those 10 seconds of courage and just be like okay i'm just going to ask the dumb question i'm just going to raise my hand anyway um and like have that courage and the encouragement that was last, our last episode is being the encourager, but, you know, having those 10 seconds of bravery to say, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to just close my eyes and let, raise my hand. The, 10, 10 seconds one, of courage to ask somebody out, right? To, yeah. On a date. Absolutely. The one thing I will share is my, I have a team of contractors that work with me and my, she's my ops manager now, but she started out as a VA and she is so bright and loving and talented. And every week we have a team meeting and we talk about our core values. And in that core value discussion, every single team member shares. But I say, okay, who wants to share first? She went last, Lori, every time. She went last, she went last, she went last. She actually did step into next level and she went through the program. And as she stepped into it, she made a commitment to her. I'm gonna cry again. Me and my crying, she made a commitment to herself. I'm going to raise my hand first. And she said, I was sweating and like my whole body was frozen and I wanted to throw up. And every time the facilitator would say, who wants to share? She would close her eyes and have 10 seconds of courage and raise her hand. And, and like, and what difference did it make for her? Oh my God owning her power, owning her leadership, just owning the gifts. This is the conversation we've been having along the way too, is like the gifts that this whole, our whole team has seen in her from the beginning, she's seeing in herself. And by her raising her hand, she's sharing them with people and she's inspiring people and she's empowering people just by owning her own gifts, by sharing her gifts and everything that we're like, duh, you're incredible, but she sees it. 
and then she and she she's showing her boys by example. Yeah, sometimes to put your light on a hill, to not put the bushel over the light, right? To let your light shine. Sometimes that takes the most the most courage that we can um, just come up with. But I like the 10 seconds because maybe you feel like you can't be brave forever, but mm-hmm. that little bite of bravery for a minute can make a difference of, like we're just saying, asking somebody out or embracing yes. your power or taking a, a step forward in something that that feels impossible to you, but you do it and it changes, it changes the world. Theodore Roosevelt said, it's hard to fail, but it is worse never to have tried to succeed. That made me think about when you're telling that story. Yeah, it's hard to try something and to not have it go perfectly right the first time, but you'll never ever know if you don't take the little bites of bravery and move forward. Well, and no offense, Roosevelt, but I'm like, I feel like it's kind of easy to fail too. <laughs> <laughs> I think what he meant is it's it's hard to take failure in your psyche. <laughs> yes. yeah, like, it's pretty easy to fail. <laughs> but out of then do it all the time. <laughs> right. So if you don't mind, Jess, I have a little story here about fear that I think really sums up the little bites of bravery. Um, I found this in the book, Lead with a Story by Paul Smith. Um, and gosh, it's a couple years ago that I interviewed him. But as I was reading his book, the story really stood out. So it's story time. Once upon a time in a land far away, there lived a very bright and trustworthy young woman. Having learned all that she could in her own village, she set out to explore the neighboring lands. After some time, she came upon a great city surrounded by a huge castle. Surely I can learn something new from the people here, she thought to herself. But after entering the city, she found its people too frightened and depressed to share any wisdom. Why is everyone here so sad, she asked. The trembling citizen answered, Today is the day the giant comes. Giant, she scoffed in disbelief. There are no such thing as giants. Oh, but there is, came the response. He stands over ten feet tall. So tall, he he can't rightly be called a man at all. Skeptical, but intrigued, the young woman pleaded, tell me more about this giant. So the frightened citizen nervously explained to her, every year on the same day and at the same hour, he comes down from the mountain where he lives. He stands at the edge of the clearing and yells, send out your bravest man for me to fight, or I will knock down these walls and kill everyone inside. Each year, One poor, valiant soul steps out to face the giant, and there he stands, mesmerized by the giant's enormity and the impossible task at head. Every year, the giant slays the poor warrior, where he stands before he even draws his sword. The warrior doesn't even move. It's as if he's hypnotized. Eyes wide with fascination, the woman begs, Can I see the giant? The only way to see the giant, the citizen explained, is to face him in battle. Eager to learn, the woman responded, Then that is what I will do. Shortly thereafter, the voice of the giant rang through the village and the woman stepped out to meet him. She looked out across the clearing to the edge of the forest at the foothills of the mountain. Sure enough, there stood an enormous giant. For a moment, she just stood and stared at him from a distance. There was a gentle rise in the ground separating the two, so she could only see him from the waist up, 
It was difficult to tell how big he was exactly, but he was clearly taller than any man she had ever seen or heard of. She was struck with the same awe and terror all of her predecessors surely felt at that moment. The giant was real. Facing him today, she would surely die. She considered running back inside the castle walls, but she had given her word to the people to face the giant. So with all the bravery she could muster, she began to walk tentatively toward the giant, and the giant began to walk toward her. After a few paces up the gentle incline, she gained a full line of sight to the giant, and she could see his whole form. With a better angle, she could tell he was not nearly the ten feet in height she had first believed, but was perhaps only seven feet tall. He was still massive, but at least now in human proportions. She was still no match for him, but at least she would meet her defeat at the hands of something recognizable. With that element of the unknown removed, she was able to walk at a normal pace, and after a few more steps, the giant appeared to be smaller still. Was this some strange optical illusion? The giant appeared to be not much bigger than she was now. She might actually have a chance. With this new hope, her pace quickened, and with every step she could tell it was no illusion, the giant was actually shrinking before her very eyes, and the faster she ran, the faster the giant shrank. Her terror had turned to hope, and now that hope had turned to confidence. Certain of her victory, she was now in an all-out sprint toward the giant. As she reached the middle of the clearing, she stopped and stood toe-to-toe with the giant, who was now only 12 inches tall and still shrinking. She reached down and picked him up in the palm of her hand. She only had time to ask one question before he disappeared. Who are you, she said. The giant responded in a tiny and dwindling voice. I am known by many names, but to your people, I am known as fear. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) I mean, that, yes. The reason that that story holds such truth, obviously it's metaphorical, but when I, when I started this podcast, I did not know what I was doing. I, you know, I didn't know how to record. I didn't know what all it was going to take. I didn't know the marketing. I didn't know the technology. I, you know, there was everything. And was it scary? Absolutely. Of course, because you're walking into the unknown anytime you walk into the unknown, which is what she was doing with the giant. She's walking out to face something, to learn something that she doesn't know and hasn't faced before. And it feels huge. Mm-hmm. And now, six years later, in fact, October of this year was our six-year anniversary. Oh, um, yay. Right? Yay. Encourager. Woohoo. Throw the glitter. Woohoo. Um, glitter. <laughs> it's hard for me to even remember those feelings of fear because that giant is so small now. As you walk toward it, as you figure it out, it it shrinks and it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter whether it's fear of a person, whether it's fear of a, of doing something, whether it's fear of having a conversation, whether it's fear of going out with somebody, whether it's fear of taking your power to ask the questions you need to ask, you know, like we mentioned before, fear comes up all over in the human experience. And as you face that, and as you move toward it, it gets smaller. And the, and the thing is, is as we keep showing up for it and like we realize, so if let's say we have a fear of rejection, like asking someone out or, you know, at, like launching your business or launching your podcast and you're afraid to be rejected. 
sometimes what'll happen is you, you're still going to get rejected. Like it's still going to happen. But when you're putting yourself out there, it's oddly doesn't hurt the way that we're anticipating because we're showing up authentic because we're showing up and saying, hey, you know what? I put myself out there and that wasn't something and I got rejected and I'm okay with it because it was just me and it wasn't for them. And it's more about them than it is about me anyway. And the one little piece I want to talk about comments, because this is such an important definition that I live by. A lot of people will be like, well, I want to be more confident. Like the opposite of fear is confidence. And I, I don't believe confidence you can just step into. This is my personal belief. I believe confidence is experience over time. So as we're stepping into fear over and over and over again, that's how we create the confidence. But it's the bite of bravery, the one step. So we have to step and be brave or courageous or bold and repeatedly step into those ways of being. And over time, our confidence grows. Um, so I think that's the other thing that a misperception, at least in my experience, is like, I'd be brave, I'd be bold, I'd be courageous. And over time, I get confidence in those areas that I'm stepping into. And I think that confidence also comes from the fact that as you do it, you realize what the outcomes are. You realize that it doesn't hurt as bad or you realize that the the success that you find or the unexpected you yes. know, successes or connections or whatever are worth the risk. Mm, I wanted to say that. That's like, I want to take that what you just said because a lot of times like we go, what's the worst case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? And I love to challenge myself and say, what's the best case scenario? Well, and you never know, right? Like that bravery just creates things. You can't create anything. In fact, I would go so far as to say that the meaningful, like I'm living a meaningful life means that you face fears and you call on courage because I don't think you can have meaning hiding all the time. Your challenge is to think about the biggest thing that you're afraid of right now, just, you know, take take a minute. Maybe it's journaling a page or maybe you right off the bat know what that is. And mm -hmm. think about what is that going to look like if I move, if I take a little bite of bravery and take a step toward it, is it going to get smaller? So exactly. try that and we'll Drink see you in two weeks. <laughs> hey, I want to, again, end with a podcast review from one of our listeners, S. Jackwith. Thank you for um, for putting this podcast review up. It's titled Putting Goodness in the World. She says, thank you for cultivating such beautiful stories to put more love into the world. This podcast is lovely. Thank you, S. Jackwith from the United States. She gave us a five star. We appreciate um, all of the people who are leaving reviews. Um, put your review up and we'll share it on an upcoming episode. Thank you and join us in December and two weeks. We've got some, some great stuff to end the year out with. <music>